Reese, Bibbs, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Welcome back yet again to another edition of the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. I am your host, Mike Bibbins, on Twitter, at Bibbs Corner, joined as always by my co-host, Maurice Williams, at Mind of Reese on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Players Hub, uh, everywhere that you... (laughs) (laughs) What is that? I don't know. That's that's the pimp website. That's off the. I'm not one of those. Hey, I'm a different Uh, man now. Okay. No, that's right. I'm sorry. You on cuff cuff dot (laughs) com. Everywhere that you 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 meet people, that's that's where you can find Reese. Christian Uh, mingle. Christian mingle. All that good stuff. Uh, Farmersonly dot com. Nerd nerds are us. All that good stuff. Oh wow. um, (laughs) I mean, you just like meeting people. You're a friendly guy. So. Uh, we back with another edition of this this outsider stuff. We're talking about the Mavs. And it was a weird week. Uh, COVID decided to hit the team. Uh, Luca was about to come back, and then Luca got hit with the COVID. Bullock. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith missed the game due to illness. Uh, what else? Who else was out there with the with – the, with the, oh, Josh Green mm-hmm. got hit with the COVID. Uh, Josh uh, Green caught it, then was cleared, then didn't fly with the team, right? Yeah, so he was cleared before the game, like early on Saturday, and but the team had already left for Utah. So he, I actually saw he posted on Instagram that he was in Salt Lake City. Like he got to the game, or he got to the city late, but for whatever reason he wasn't activated for, for the game. Whatever uh, he's at, <clears throat> we're actually recording this on Monday. If you're listening to this late, so uh, Josh Green is on the court right now in the Portland game. But it is what it is. Um, I don't really care to talk about the three games last week. I'll tell you what happened. We beat the Timberwolves. We lost to the Bucks, And we lost to the Jazz. Both of those last two games. Sugar Glider, let's go! Oh, my goodness. Okay, I'm yeah. Uh, just to reiterate, <laughs> yeah. um, if you hear some... some, uh, some, <sighs> some how do I describe it? <laughs> some breaks in the uh, conversation... Uh, we are currently watching the Blazers and Mavs game, so don't be alarmed. We're not crazy, but well, we are crazy, but that's not the reason. <laughs> I'm not even editing none of that out. Y'all going to get the raw. Yeah, don't edit none of it. Look. Let me get this sugar glider, Jeff. Y'all going to remember this moment when y'all listen to the podcast back. Oh, man. Sugar glider got loose. Uh, his, uh, his paw wings. Something like that. All right got that off so yeah we 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 uh the main thing to take away from these games is that we we competed in every single game despite being down six seven players uh the the randos came off the street and contributed in somewhat significant ways we'll get into that a little later to try to talk about who we think um maybe stepped up the most out of our active guys our guys that we already had on the roster who of the new guys maybe was impressive. Uh, we <clears throat> opened up a roster spot. Uh, Eugene Omarui had toe surgery uh, out for four to six months. Basically, that's the end of the season. So they went ahead and waived him. Uh, nothing to speak about his his contributions as a player, uh, our feelings about him, anything like that. Basically, he's gone. He, he, 
it's a waste of a two-way spot. So you Absolutely. wave them, you open up a two-way spot. We already got roster issues. We already got players that have been playing like complete buttons on the roster. So it's just a free way to open up a roster spot. Uh, no harm, no foul. Um, so we have an open two-way currently, have not filled that yet. The uh, other side of the coin, Willie Colley-Stein is still away from the team with personal issues. It came out during the week that Marquise Chris was actually worked out two and a half weeks ago before we even knew we were going to be able to bring in random players. Oh, wow. Which makes me think that they were already thinking about making a move <laughs> to replace Willie Colley-Stein. Oh, you didn't know about that? I-, I didn't hear about that, no. Yeah, so that, I can't remember where it came from. I want to say it was ESPN, one of those places. But it came out that they had actually, or Marquise Chris said that they had actually worked us, worked him out two and a half weeks ago. And he, you know, took the workout knowing that we didn't have a roster spot. Um, but it just lets you know that they were already thinking. And it also lets you know that he's likely very much in line for a roster spot. Yeah, <laughs> they clearly liked uh, Dwight Powell is, <laughs> what is happening? Um, White yeah, they, over here. They clearly already had an idea of bringing him in which uh has me confident that he'll be sticking around even after we get our players back so with that said uh a lot of misinformation on the timeline um when i when i first saw that we waived eugene omarui i made sure i did research double check because again I, I saw some misinformation on the timeline theo pinson is eligible for a two-way contract marquis chris is not eligible yeah, I for heard a two-way that. contract I heard prior that Theo wasn't, but I was corrected on the timeline that he is. Uh, I thought at first it said somebody said, um, this yeah, is lot, his third or fourth year in the league. So a lot of established people were saying that he wasn't, but it's four year, fourth year or earlier. Uh, you're eligible for that. So Theo Penton is in his fourth year, so he would be eligible for that two way spot. Uh, Marquis Chris is in his fifth, fifth. Or six, right? Yep. So Marquis Chris would not be eligible for the two way. So basically. It still lines up with if they're thinking about cutting Willie Colley Stein, replace Chris with him, and oh wow, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and now that we have the open two way, Pinson could potentially get that other two way spot. Right. Uh, I know there's a lot of sentiment towards wanting Carly Jones to get that spot, but Carly Jones is another small point guard. We don't need a small point guard. Absolutely, especially not a young one. Maybe if you bring in one who can like help immediately right away, right. make an impact cool but carly jones a guy who's still young still developing no yeah trey burke has been doing the job uh, as that third point guard jalen brunson has been chasing his bag and obviously we have luca as the main point guard we don't need another small guy out there behind him uh theo penson can, has shown some playmaking showing he can run a fast break uh playing some solid defense uh, i've seen some lapses but i think most of that is just unfamiliarity with the team right and uh you see that oh, uh, he was there too long <clears throat> anyway uh so yeah i think there's a very strong possibility we could end up with pinson and marquise chris on the roster but we'll get into that in a minute was there anything for any of the the three games that you wanted to hit on before we take this first break um not really there really wasn't much to take away from the games i'm just glad that uh for one i didn't see people overreacting to the losses everyone knows our situation I will say I'm not one for moral victories, but we fought hard. I like what I saw. We didn't lay down uh, considering the talent we were up against. So, you know, one and two, like we predicted for the most part. Uh, I think you actually might have predicted, like, 
I think you might have said we could go 0-3 without Luka. Um, and we said 1-2 and two is ideal. So, can't wait 1-2. I'm satisfied. Nothing to complain about. Yeah, and I will, just to piggyback on that, the other thing to add is that the vibes on the timeline were different during these games. Like, I, I guess not expecting to win. Right. You don't go in. Uh, you can't be disappointed if you don't expect to win. So the fact that we were even in the games was enough to keep people entertained. I think that the way the team was playing was also entertaining, like a lot of flying around on defense, getting out in the open floor. Um, and just guys fighting for jobs that you could see it in the way they were playing. I think that was just an entertaining brand of basketball. It felt like we were scouting, honestly, as opposed to watching the games to see if our team would win. But uh, that's more that I'll say for the middle segment because I know what we're going to speak on. So uh, I'll save my thoughts on that. All right. Uh, no other uh, notes about these these games? Nope. I'm ready to move Oh, I have to point out. I have to point out. I have to point out. <laughs> so there was a play near the end of the game against the Jazz where Frank got the ball. I don't even know what happened. <laughs> Somehow okay. the ball went 20 feet up in the air. And then Frank ran to it, got it, and banked it off the glass. And most people thought that that should have been a travel, um, et cetera, and so forth. It didn't impact the game at all. We were down six. It put us down four, and there was like 12 seconds left or something stupid. Uh, so it didn't impact the game. But then later after the game, Frank posts his, like, you know, the IG post with him, the in-game Ooh. action shots. <laughs> Let me see. Oh, no. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> The sugar glider showing off. Oh, sugar glider season. Oh, Jesus. All right. Let's put the boy on the court, man. That's all I'm saying. Put him on the court. That's all we asking for, man. Put him on the court. Good things happen. I'm Whoop. telling you, when I can get Bang. rid of this idiotic Cowboys profile picture, I'm going Josh Green. Okay. You said you got to. It's next week. Right? Oh, my goodness. Get this, keep this man on the court. Keep this man on no, he the didn't. court. No, he didn't. Keep oh. this. Josh Green. Leave my rookie yes. alone. <laughs> Leave my rookie alone. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, end of the season. So, two more weeks. Two more weeks? Two more weeks? Three more weeks? One Ain't next week the season? last week of the season? No, nah, it's 18 weeks now, brother. The f- oh yeah, I'm thinking of fantasy. Games in a season. I'm thinking yeah. fantasy football. My bad. All right, uh, gotta look at that stupid. I mean, um, <laughs> beautiful star. Stupid. Right. You're right. <laughs> All right, let's take this break. We about ten minutes in. Beautiful. Uh, we'll take a break. Come back and we'll talk about the scouting session this past off season. Off season. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm distracted. Clearly. <laughs> Uh, this past week. If you're a beginning podcaster or someone who just wants to make things easy on their journey, Spotify for Podcasts is the perfect platform for you. They allow you to record your podcast and edit it, not only from your computer, but your phone as well, so you can do it on the go wherever you are. You can make money from your podcast through ads provided by the platform or through subscriptions from your audience, with no catch at all. They even take the liberty of distributing your podcast not only to the Spotify platform, but 
every other podcast and platform as well. Just like that. All you have to do is record, edit, hit publish, and Spotify takes care of the rest. I use Spotify podcasters to start my journey. Bibbs used it to start his journey. We used it to start the Mavs Outsiders journey. And now you have the opportunity to use it to start your journey as well. To get started, all you have to do is download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com forward slash podcasters to get started. All right, and we are back here on the, the Mavs Outsiders podcast. So last week was a weird week. Uh, a lot of bodies out, a lot of bodies in. Um, trying to remember these off the dome. We had Theo Pinson, Marquise Chris, Brandon Knight, George King, Charlie Brown Jr., and who am I missing? Um, I feel like you are missing a name. I'm definitely missing a name. I can't remember who it is. Let me look. Damn it. I was so good. Hold on. Saturday. Did you say... Hold on, no. No, no, no. I think, I think that's everybody. Mm-mm. There were six players. Okay, hold on. Let's run them down again. Pinson, Knight, Pinson, Chris, Knight, George Chris. King, Carly. Carly Jones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. First, All right, first. so Carly Jones is the sixth person. So we brought up six players. Uh, everybody played at some point or another. Did you get to, did you get to see any of those guys play over the uh, weekend? Yes, I did. Uh, I watched the Jazz game. Okay. I watched the Bucks game, and I watched some of the Minnesota game. I didn't get all of the Minnesota game. Gotcha. So first impressions, Carly Jones, what did, what did you see or what did you not see? Uh, I didn't pay much. The main guys I saw the most of was Marquise Chris, Theo Pinson. Uh, I saw a bit of Charlie Brown on Christmas. Oh my God, I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> we all saw Charlie Brown on Christmas. <laughs> one, way or another, um, one way or another, we all saw Charlie Brown on Christmas. And I saw a bit of George King. Carleek, uh I He didn't play I, in the jazz game. Yeah, I didn't pay much attention to Carleek. I always Carleek is one of those two-way or g-league guys that we get that some of the fan base falls in love with and i'm just like can can we kind of relax because if i'm not mistaken he has done extremely well in the g-league right he's one of the top five scores in the league i believe yeah and i'm just like look let's pump the brakes it's the g-league um i'm not gonna uh say he isn't worthy of a call-up because i haven't seen much from him um, in this short time because I'm not expecting, you know, uh, much usage out of him. But uh, outside of Carleek and the other guys, one thing I can say about these dudes, and it's expected because they're fighting for a job, uh, they play hard. And right. to be quite honest, even though I can say, yeah, they play hard because they're fighting for a job, the guys on the team don't play hard enough. And granted, yeah. maybe it's because they already have a job and their job is secure. That's possible. It's also possible that if these guys get a contract, that they stop playing hard. But I don't see that. Right. I'm not getting 
the oh these guys is playing hard because they want a job because there's a lot of guys around the league right now that want a job and all of them aren't playing as hard i think this is just who these guys are um i'm not expecting a guy like theo pinson to be a 15 minute guy in the rotation when we get all our guys back that's not what i'm asking for it's just we finally get to see some new guys for the first time in eight freaking years uh, we finally get to see some new guys. Some of these guys may stick around. If I had to put money on it, I will put money on one person sticking around, and that's Marquise Chris. Um, yeah. uh, well, are we count? If I say sticking around, do we count the two way? Yeah, that's a contract. Okay. And uh, uh, they changed the rule. Part of the uh, the league's rule change, the two way doesn't have a, a game limit, so it's basically a regular contract. Okay, so in that case, too, because I would, um, I see Theo Pinson sticking around. He's most likely going to get the two-way at this point. So right. um, effort, defense, which are kind of one and the same because defense is 70 80% effort. Mm-hmm. Um, not getting a lot of playmakers and creators out of this, but even still, we're still getting some offense, which most people aren't speaking about this, but I think that goes a lot into the coaching. Uh, when you're losing a lot of guys and you don't have much to work with on offense and you're still able to create some offense, uh, I believe coaches should get a lot of credit from that. So I do want to give Jason Kidd some credit. Obviously, it hasn't been perfect, and it hasn't been the ideal situation either. But like I said, we have fought, and defense is cool. Fighting on defense is cool. Putting in effort on defense is cool. But if you can't put the damn ball in the basket, you're not going to compete with any teams, especially a team like the Utah Jazz yeah, or a team like the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't care if they don't have Giannis. Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton and Boogie Cousins, when they're on the floor with us, they have the three best players on the floor. Yeah. Or three Close of the five. Two. Three of the five. Close yeah. two. Because, <clears throat> I mean, at this point in his career, you could debate Christos Porzingis and Boogie, but uh, yeah. I like what I see. I like the effort that I see. Will I, do I think it's going to keep up? I'm not sure, but I'm not expecting a lot of these guys to be around for long. But the way these guys are playing, I hope that they do find a job somewhere, even mm. if it isn't Dallas. And I think with uh, Pinson, that could be the only problem is if other teams are looking at him too. He might be holding out for a full contract versus right. accepting that two-way, um, which is understandable. Like He's been on the fringes now for a little while. I do think he could be a valuable asset for us off the bench um, currently. I think he, he also helps make Bullock expendable as, as far as like just replacing a body. Um we didn't talk about the guys on the roster currently that have stepped up, but Frank Milakina had two really great games, uh, not shooting wise, the, the shots weren't falling, <laughs> but I mean, I, I've made the joke that his shooting numbers the other night, I want to say he was like five for 18 or something like that. Uh, his oh, shooting numbers. I'll say what you said. You I think it was the bucks game. I want to think it was the bucks game. I'll look it up. <clears throat> yeah. Check, double check. But he, I, I think I said, uh, Five for 16. Okay, five for 16. So not so as bad as I thought. three pointers, two for yeah. 10. So I said those shooting numbers make me feel like THJ back, except I know he was <laughs> he was clamping up on the other side of the ball. Exactly. And making plays on offense. So 
those are two things that THJ doesn't do. That's that's the difference between starting Frank there and starting THJ there. When THJ is going to have those nights where he shoots that poorly and he's not getting you anything else at all on yeah. the basketball court. He's pretty much one-dimensional. He doesn't really contribute in any other way other than chucking up shots and either they go in or they don't. Right. Nights when they go in, he's extremely helpful. And nights mm-hmm. when they don't, it's just like you're hurting the team more than you're helping. Exactly. With Frank, you know, you're going to get some playmaking. You're going to get some defense. Uh, things that don't necessarily show up on the box score, even if he is shooting bad. Exactly. First of all, he shouldn't be shooting 10 three-pointers in the first place. But Right. The fact that he was in that position was the problem, and that's part of the roster being depleted. Right. So in a normal situation where we're at full strength, maybe he shoots – you know, uh, 10 shots instead of 16. Right. And it doesn't look as bad. Plus you still get the defense on the other side, a hundred percent. So I hope that people don't just look at these games as we scrapped it together and made it work. I hope you look at the way we played, the way we were able to manufacture a competitive game through things that don't, aren't just jump shots. that aren't just trying to outscore the opponent like defense matters being able to make the other team work on defense matters like moving the ball like having more than one person touch the ball uh getting action toward the rim uh, offensive rebounds marquise chris dunking on people like those things affect the game in ways that you can't put into a spreadsheet and i don't think a lot of people understand the value of that type of basketball that 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 type of those type of things occurring on a basketball court um it's going to be interesting to see how how we look when the dust settles here yeah it's going to be interesting uh i'm curious to see how i think it's going to be a task for jason kidd to see how he fits all of this together because when you have guys like a marquise chris and maybe if a theo pinson is involved more in the rotation and he's not going to be the two-way guy how do you involve these guys now uh into just being regular role players um i personally i, I say what you want i want to see marquise chris start you can't i mean <laughs> over dwight powell but um yeah it's going to be a test for jason kidd um considering what he's done with this roster in this time of uh this COVID time this quarantine time this uh, Omnicron time, uh, I think he's up to the task. But uh, we'll just have to wait and see. We don't even know when we're getting everybody back. Like, at this rate, we could get people back and lose people. So I don't really, I, I don't, I don't <laughs> want to put that out into the atmosphere, but uh, I don't really expect to see the full team for like a, three weeks. <clears throat> Yeah, so the NBA did again change the rules today to where COVID protocols is now six days if you're asymptomatic and vaccinated. Uh, That doesn't affect Trey Burt, so he's still going to (laughs) have to miss his 10 days. And I think they, I want to say they said, they made it sound like Luca's not coming back tomorrow either, uh, even though he's technically available tomorrow. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know if he's having, having symptoms or what the case may be. Tim Harley Jr. I haven't heard anything about him. Like all these guys should be close to eligible Yes, based on the new rule change, but the, the team hasn't put anything out about them coming back. So that's interesting to see. 
Uh, they are also looking at potentially adding another change where players that test positive but are asymptomatic can play still, which should be interesting. That would be very <laughs> stupid. Exactly, especially if you're playing against other teams with players that are non-vaccinated or you have right. non-vaccinated guys on your team. Just because they're asymptomatic, they can <clears throat> still infect other people. Like, exactly, like... Yeah. Uh, I I'm, I'm I'm not surprised that they didn't already make that change <laughs> based on that, but the fact that they're even talking about it is kind of goofy to me. Yeah. Um, it's setting a bad precedent and a bad example. Basically, yeah. we already feel like you don't care like you should, but now you're you're taking it to the extreme. The six day rule is fine. Um, even at that, yeah, having guys available to play just because they don't have symptoms, it, no, that's not a good look. Not at all. I think the the CDC also put out their rule saying that it's five days for quarantine instead of 10 now. Um, <clears throat> but six days is fine. Don't have positive players on the court. That's goofy as hell. That, that's the opposite of smart. Out there sweating and running around with referees, coaches. Like It's a bunch of coaches in protocols right now. Uh, courtside fans. Like that's, that's just not a good look. I don't care. I, I, don't, I don't care how much money you feel like you're losing um i think we're up to 69 players have been called up nice uh during this time and greg monroe today became the 541st player to play a game in the nba this year which is the record for most players to touch a basket nba court in a season greg monroe that's a name I did not expect. <laughs> he was getting buckets too. Let me uh, I'm gonna pull it up real quick because I saw he made a move. He looked like the old Greg Monroe when I was looking at him, and uh, Jamal Crawford was commenting like, "I'm I'm watching Greg Monroe play, and he looks just as good as he did when he last touched the floor three years ago. Like, what what is what is happening in the league that a guy like this can be out of the league and still be able to contribute? Um, yeah, he had 11 points, nine boards, six assists, two steals, and a block." In twenty five minutes. Wait, who did he get signed by? The Timberwolves. And he, they... damn, he, he damn he had a triple double. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Who I can't remember who they played. The Celtics. They played the Celtics. They won. The Celtics they beat, had they beat, their starting bigs. They beat the Celtics. And he came off the bench. Off the bench. Eleven actually... nine six yo, man, a hey. That's go, a that's a solid stat. <laughs> like, go get Greg Monroe. <laughs> I'm saying like he's in here cooking, and he was moving well. Like I was watching them them try to work on him in the pick and roll. He was moving well, getting back to his man. Like I was legitimately impressed. And the thing is, like Greg Monroe wasn't out of the league because he was bad. Greg right. Monroe was out of the league because the league went in a different direction. Greg Monroe came into the league right at the crossroads of mm-hmm. the. You know, going away from the traditional big man with space in the floor type of thing. Like, he was, he came into the league where Zach Randolph and Mark Gastal on the court at the same time could still give you success, but it was towards the end. Right. Like, he was on a team with Josh Smith and Andre Drummond in the front court. Like, that, that wasn't going to work at all. <laughs> but, uh, they were set up for failure. I think he played with the Bucks, uh, and he's not old. No, I think they said he's thirty-one. I think so. I'm gonna look it up right. So he's now. he should still be in his prime. Thirty-one years old, just turned thirty-one this year. Doesn't turn thirty-two until June of next year. 
Yeah, so he's he's not old at all. Um, and you you're exactly right that, and I think it was a the league overthought it with the transitioning away from traditional bigs. Right. I, I genuinely believe everybody overcorrected because of Steph Curry and the Warriors. It's it's to a point where a guy like Greg Monroe can cook on a nightly basis for a team and stretches because nobody can guard a, a, a big with any actual post moves because everybody got rid of the players that can guard those players and those players in general. Like you can use utilize a Greg Monroe to pace your team like he did tonight for the Timberwolves for 15, 20 minutes a night and just come in off the bench and cook backups. Man. Not have to worry about garden stretch bigs necessarily. At least good ones. I like Marquise Chris, but maybe we should look look at Greg Monroe. And it's funny because I I assumed he would get signed somewhere. Right. And I think we're we're in a really weird spot because Marquise Chris is like a Dwight Powell type. That's true. Athletic big, and I feel like that's what they're trying to replace. Uh, In those past couple of games, they actually had him closing instead of Dwight Powell uh, for the most part. He was getting in those, he was getting some weak fouls called against him, um, which was unfortunate, but I see the vision. Like you mentioned, you want to see him start. I could definitely see that occurring just based on if they're, if they think Dwight Powell gives us a certain thing next to KP, then Marquise Chris gives us that with more athleticism and physicality. Or, and then you have Dwight to, uh, in, when he gets in foul trouble. Or, hear me out. Greg Monroe. Greg <laughs> 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 hey, If I see another performance like this, when Cat come back, go get that guy, man. Yeah, I need to I need to see what their next game is. Like I said, he looked good. He was moving good. He didn't look out of shape. I he was perfectly positioned to get back to the league because he's been, he went to the G League. He humbled himself. He went to the G League. He's been putting in work. And then when this COVID stuff hit, he waited his time. He he got to fill in for Cat now. Um, sort of. He's playing coming off the bench, but still, we Cat's out and they need a big man to do some things. And he's he's taking full advantage of that. Um, I could see him trying to latch onto a team that's poised to make a playoff run. So, or hop on a team where you can get some minutes and prove yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shameless right now, man. Clearly, I'm you. clearly, uh, no shame is left. But yeah, I'm glad a lot of these guys are getting opportunities. Greg Monroe, Lance Stevenson, uh, even Joe Johnson, uh, mm. Isaiah Thomas. It isn't going well, but Brandon Knight. He Brandon Knight. Um, Isaiah Thomas isn't going to get another 10-day contract from the Lakers, but there are teams still looking at him, so his opportunity isn't necessarily over. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of guys right now that, you know, you probably thought you'd never see again, but they're getting the opportunity. So even in this negative time with us losing so many players, uh, it's positive coming out of it. So Yeah, and and again, like – Nobody wants to see all these players go down with COVID. Fortunately, it doesn't sound like anybody that I've seen has had a serious case. Um, I haven't heard anything about Rick Carlisle since he got diagnosed, quite honestly. Uh, hold up. I, I think I muted my sound. Give me a second. 
All right, there we go. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about Rick Carlisle since he got diagnosed. So that one a little wears me a little bit on the coaching front, but <clears throat> a lot of guys who should have either been on a roster or uh, could have been on a roster are getting chances to showcase their abilities. I think I'm one of the people that's 100% on board with expansion. Uh, have we proven that there's at least 20 guys not in the league that can play NBA basketball? No. Why not? You said, have we proven that there's 20 guys in the league that cannot play NBA basketball? No, is there that there's 20 guys not in the league that can play NBA basketball? I can go put together an all-COVID list if I need to. <laughs> hey, you're right. Good point. <laughs> or even <laughs> even if it's guys on the I end of the bench, even if it's guys that like are like the 12th man on a team that got shot up to the sixth man, like right. Max Struess putting up 25 a game for three games. Well, uh, I would G- see him play some minutes even before the COVID. But I'm saying, like, a guy like that who's the eighth, ninth man on a team, right. could he be the third, fourth man on a solid team, too, type of thing? Third, um, fourth. Fourth, fifth. Well, I mean, what, what you want me to say? Sixth yeah, man. He, he still, yeah, he's still coming could off he, the bench. But right? I'm saying it's, it's 32 teams. If we moved to 32 teams instead of 30, he wouldn't be uh, jumped up that dramatically. But I'm saying, like, guys like that who are – wasting away on the ends of benches necessary. Like if we did an expansion draft and, you know, you keep five guys, guys that are the sixth, seventh, eighth man on a team could suddenly get an opportunity to be, to get a bigger role. Okay. Um, and t- and we wouldn't drop off in quality of basketball. I don't think. <clears throat> I think you're right. Um, and I might actually, I might dig into that. I might do like an all COVID list guys that were, either not getting at least 10 minutes a game who got more than 10 minutes a game and did a lot with it. Uh, plus the guys who were in the G league who, who, who stepped up and, and had performances. Like, could we build a 32nd team? I wonder. Or 31st and 32nd team. Is that something? No, just, just one team, brother. Uh, is that something that, uh, <laughs> one, two, that you want to wait to do? After all the COVID stuff is over and we have a large sample size, or yeah, I think I'm gonna start putting together a, like a quick list and then like watch it as it progresses. Right, gotcha. <clears throat> um, but yeah, man, I, I think we pretty much hit on everything we wanted to hit on. I think Jalen Brunson has been solid enough to keep his bag situation right up there. Like he's he didn't lose money during the stretch. KP has been very active lately uh, i feel like he he's gotten to work on his game in a way he wouldn't have otherwise yeah it's not often that luca misses this much time so right dfs shows some things that maybe we didn't know he had in his game i know i didn't i saw on him play the offensive making. end yeah <clears throat> right didn't know he had that. i never saw him play making like that before so you know these these this is positive stuff man frank getting loose frank taking 16 shots is just ridiculous yeah that can't happen uh, Josh Green getting busy tonight. Out there playmaking, man. In his first game in this COVID situation. Um, I don't know, man. It's it's exciting to think that we could turn this around. Uh, the we haven't fallen out of the picture too much because the the what the NBA is weird outside of the top three teams in each conference. So we could easily end up still in a four spot type of situation. These guys that were already on the team, guys like Josh Green and 
guys like Frank and uh, guys like Shannon, little brother. Like, didn't for, even mention him earlier. Didn't even mention him. For these guys who are already on the team, I can't see them just reverting back, especially Frank and Josh. I can't just see them reverting back to getting no minutes. Right. I, I can't see that. That would not be good coaching. That would not be good team mm-hmm. management. That would not be good rotational management. It, it just would not be smart because clearly they can contribute something. And what they can contribute is kind of what we lack. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that's not something that occurs when uh, the team is fully healthy again. Um, I'm hoping that this is like tryout time. Like, all right, let's see what you got. You got more of a sample size. Let's see what you got. And when everybody comes back, let's see how we can implement you into the rotation to where you can help the team. No, exactly. Um, <clears throat> I do feel like Bullock was on the way out before. Yeah, he got to be. Things fell apart. And based on what we've seen with him out, I still think he should be on the way out. Yeah, there's like we've said this before. There's nothing he does that Josh Green can't do. I'm sorry. Pretty much. Dude was supposed to be a sharpshooter, and he nah. has looked like the opposite of Hawkeye. <laughs> he looked like a... Uh, Hawkeye, well, no, I'm not going to do that. I don't know that. what you was about to I'm say. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you look like uh, the, the, the the Jokic brothers <laughs> with a bow and arrow. Hey, bro. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got to talk about it real quick. <laughs> gotta, real quick. I gotta come on, it. man. Let's take a break and we'll come back and we'll talk about some other stuff. We still got to do the... We still got to do the Unsung Hero Weekly Forecast. We'll, we? we'll, we'll do that after the... Oh, shit. Yeah, I seen it. I think he alright. Alright. Alright, yeah. Um he like he gonna shake it off. Alright, take this break. We're gonna do the uh the unsung hero, which should be very interesting. Uh the weekly forecast, which is gonna be somewhat interesting based on the fact that one of these games is already being played. And uh then we'll we'll get into some extracurricular conversation. Hockey fans, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has a no-brainer offer that'll make you a winner once any shot gets past the goalie. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores. The NHL got rid of ties in 2005, so you know someone is going to light the lamp. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state, no worries. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code. TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only. Minimum deposit of $5 and $1 wagering required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, folks, we're back <clears throat> at it like crack addicts. And uh, it was an interesting week, as we said. Six new bodies into the roster, and we only won one game. So, who will be Reese's 
unsung hero of the week. We won't make you wait for it, folks. What you got? I think out of all my unsung heroes, this is going to be the one that breaks Mav's Twitter. So, without further ado, the unsung hero of the week goes to, and I'm not even going to do a drum roll, Sterling Brown. Not Shannon, little brother. Sterling Brown. Mm. Sir, you have earned the right for your name to be said for this week, but you have earned it. Uh, <laughs> if I'm not Uh-oh. mistaken, a double-double <clears throat> in two games. Uh-huh. Uh, didn't put up a double-double in the Utah Jazz game, but still did put up effort with, I believe, nine points and three rebounds. Uh, definitely stepped up in the absence of everyone. Um, <clears throat> when his position on the team was doubted, People were asking, man, should we move Sterling Brown? This, you know, he really isn't contributing anything to the team. Uh, he stepped up big time when we needed him, stepped into a starting role. Uh, obviously, his usage rate, usage rate is higher, but uh, a lot of guys fail in that position. Sterling stepped up. So this week, once again, Unsung Hero goes to Sterling Brown. Not Sterling K. Brown. Sterling Brown. You know what? I uh, I can't say I'm surprised by that. All right. I mean, but, you usually uh, have a good idea of who I'm going to pick. So. Yeah, but I will say, <clears throat> so it's not permanent. He, he, he could still go back to Shannon Little Brother. Yeah, he, he absolutely could. Okay. All right. Just making sure. I didn't know if it was uh, once you, you shed the title, it's, it's good. Okay. I respect it. Well, uh, with the unsung hero... Uh, being put out there this is going to be a different weekly forecast considering there's a game going on right now but uh, let's kick it to Bibbs for the weekly forecast of the week Bibbs what's the weather thank you Reese so uh, right now it is storming from three from the Mavs the Mavs are balling right as we speak it is the third quarter. The Mavericks are all over the Portland Trailblazers. Josh Green is putting on a passing clinic, wraparound passes, deflections, getting steals, doing it all. Sugar glider season is upon us. <laughs> uh, Frank Nielakina was giving Dane problems in the beginning. It's a good game for, for, for your boy. Kristaps uh, Porzingis also getting buckets uh looks like a completely new man looking very tradable i probably shouldn't say that uh look at looking like a completely new man scoring from all over the court the portland trailblazers have no bigs so uh you would hope that a seven foot three guy could eat and he is so we won't talk about a forecast for that one we can already see it's coming up sunny Uh, Mavs up 25 as we speak. Moving forward in the week, we're going to be playing the Sacramento Kings on both Wednesday and Friday, both on the road. Uh, We will be getting Luka Doncic back. How about that for those games? And uh, the Kings have been playing an interesting brand of basketball. They just got De'Aaron Fox back. Tyrese Halliburton has been putting up 20-point double-doubles. Uh, should be an interesting game. We know the Kings are not our friends <laughs> when it comes to the basketballs. So uh, it'll be an interesting time to get Luca back. 
uh, before we head to Sunday and the Thunder, all these games are on the road. Uh, it would be a bad time to, to start playing terrible basketball. But again, the, the Kings have our number. And for whatever reason, the Thunder sent, tend to, to play well against us. Uh, it'll be interesting to watch. I, I would hope in this stretch, if we count the Blazers win, we should at least go three and one. Four and oh would be optimal. And we would get back above 500 and start pushing towards that four spot. Back to you, Reese. Uh, sounded like you started talking kind of normal there at, at, at the end. I, I guess, I guess the uh forecast bibs voice kind of wore off there. But uh, uh, as far as the schedule for the week goes, uh, you, you feeling you feeling four and one, three, three and one minimum, three and one minimum. Okay. Does the Portland game count? Yes. So hmm. other than that, two and one. Okay. Two king two kings and the thunder. We better not lose to the thunder. Yeah, we can man, we lose to the thunder. You know what? Let's not say that because it's very possible. Uh, it is very do, possible. Shea might do us dirty. It is very, very possible. Uh Shea could definitely do us dirty. Um the week after that is rough. We're not talking about that yet. I, I I just happened to take a glance at it, but uh, I had planned to be in attendance that week too. That's the rough part. Uh, be in attendance at home. I was gonna go to Dallas that week. Oh wow! My initial plan that from the since the schedule came out was to go uh, that week see the Nuggets game on the third, and then the I think it's the Warriors on the fifth. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, there was two home games, I was gonna be able to hit. Like I try to when I go to when I go to Dallas, I try to hit two games if I can. So I try to look for places in the schedule where we have back to back home games um, against good teams, and that was the first one that stood out for me. But did not do that. They decided to make Dirk's retirement game January fifth. Those tickets <laughs> got ridiculous, and that was going the end down of that. <clears throat> And then Mark Cuban put his foot in his mouth. And I will not be going to Dallas at all. So there's that. Uh, yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, your strike. Yeah. But um, yeah, as long as the Kings don't have our number like they did last season, um, I think three and one, uh, not including the Portland game, um, is very. I mean, not, I'm sorry, two and one, not import, including the Portland right. game, is very ideal. Like, I'm still giving us room to lose to the Kings in one of these. Yeah, one of these. If we lose to the Kings in one of these games, I would not be surprised. Um, they're not as bad as they looked last year. Um, they actually uh, look like they could have something going, but it's the Kings, so they probably won't get it going. But they have the talent to, to do us in. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm trying to think. I, I wish I'd been paying attention to how they've been playing lately, like their record. I'm going to check just real quick because I, I feel like I've been, all I've been seeing is people praising Tyrese Halliburton, but I haven't been seeing if they've been winning during this stretch. Uh, I'm actually... not sure if they were winning, but Tyrese Halliburton has played very well with Fox out. Yeah, they lost three in a row and they're three and seven in their last 10. So, yeah. <laughs> so Halliburton has made a statement, made people think that Fox is expendable. Uh, Fox is back as well. And I think, I don't know if Holmes is back or not. I know he got hit in the eye again um, recently. I'm going to double check for him real quick. Because today they played yesterday. 
Oh, they just got Bagley back as well yesterday. Holmes did play yesterday. So they're pretty much getting healthy. Uh, so they should be pretty much at full strength. We'll be closer to full strength than we've been in two weeks, three weeks, actually, since Luke has been out. So um, I'm excited for that matchup. We we need revenge. We If we can get both of those games, I'm going to feel really good about where we're headed going the rest of the season. Same. Got to be able to beat the teams you should beat. But, you know, I guess that doesn't necessarily apply considering we're losing a lot of guys. But, yeah. But with Luca back, uh, whatever else is out there is as good as it's going to get either way. So, <laughs> Josh Green is 7 assists tonight, man. Yes, sir. And he passed up a couple shots he should have taken, but it, I'll take it. Early candidate for Unsung Hero. He keep this up. Who knows? <laughs> I keep forgetting we're recording. Like, <laughs> we just chill it all here with the mic going and watch the game and shit. Um, Let's talk about some other stuff. Let's talk about some other stuff real quick <clears throat> before we get to this fourth quarter. Almost forgot about this. So Hawkeye finished. Yes, it did. And before we get into the actual details of the show, I have to ask about one particular scene. Oh, by the way, if you have not finished Hawkeye, now is the time to exit the podcast. I'll give you a couple more seconds in case you were like jogging or something. You gotta stop and get your, your pause button. Whatever you're doing, you at the, the office, you can't reach for it yet. All right, time up. The scene on the ice rink, <clears throat> and I don't know, I'm sure I'm assuming you listened to the Midnight Boys already, so they touched on this as well. The tracksuit dudes drive the truck at them, like they're trying to crush them. Right. They hit them with the PIM arrow. Right. Shrink them. Mm-hmm. They fall into the size of a Hot Wheel mm-hmm. truck. And you can hear the little voices squeaking squeak mm-hmm. in the truck. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, honey, I shrunk the kids. And then an owl swoops them up and flies off. What are your thoughts on that scene? Um, my thoughts on that scene. If you know how an owl devours its prey, um, you would realize how dark that scene can actually be. Um, the, I, I, I don't. I, I'm. <laughs> that scene wasn't funny to me. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yo, did they really just do that? Like. Those guys are oh, going to suffer. I understand they were trying to crush someone with a truck, but those guys are going to suffer, like, horrible deaths. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, it was funny for, like, a half a second because they were like, like, what happens to them now? While they're shrunk, and I'm like, yo, they're going to have to figure out a way to make them big again. But then the owl swoops up and take... They're going to get the- eaten. You know what? Let me read this. How do owls like to eat? They use their sharp, hooked bills to tear the flesh of prey into pieces, often crushing their skulls and other bones. They can also swallow small prey whole, usually head first. Any body parts that owls are not able to digest, such as bones and fur, or regurgitated hours later into forms of a pellet. So either you get that or swallowed alive. 
swallow it live or maybe feed you to <coughs> its uh its younglings. <clears throat> now you understand why we're afraid of birds. <laughs> that would be like the worst death possible for me. Owls look scary. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. Owl looks scary. And 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 oh my goodness. I, I just can't. That was that was rough. Like whoever decided to put that in the show, you a dark son of a bitch. Uh yeah, I don't think I don't think they thought deeply into that. They couldn't have. Like, that that was wild. That was the wildest thing in the show. It would have been less darker if they would have just stepped on the truck after they shrunk it. Yeah, that would have been a quick death. <laughs> that would have been a quick death. They got to, they have to know that they're in the clutches of an owl. And God knows what's gonna happen to them. I, I hope that wasn't the Jokic brothers, man. Uh, I, yeah, that's what that was my other thought. Was like, <laughs> please don't let that have been the Jokic brothers, because that's oh, out of day. You got to go and, out like and that. He just went to the Maroon Five concert with <laughs> Chick. Like, come on, man. <laughs> oh, how do you explain that? Like, oh man. Oh man. All right. <clears throat> what were your thoughts on the show overall? Um, Marvel has had an issue with its final episodes for these shows. Yeah. Um not a surprise considering majority of their movies have third act issues too. Um which still continues to this day. Um I would will I say they stuck the landing. I'm not sure because like there was some things that they just had too much going on in the show and six episodes just wasn't enough. Like we had a whole episode of them looking for that watch when, to be honest... They never really explained the details about it. They could have left the watch completely out of the series. Like, it served no purpose other than to say, oh, hey, his wife was a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Who cares? Nobody cares. Like, Right. Like, you have it. to be deep in the comic books to care about that. Right. Uh, the, the whole Jack and Armand thing, like, what... We never really dived into why she got Armand killed. Was he was he close to was he close to getting to the thing? Did did she purposely have him murdered by sword so she could frame Jack later? Like I just right. It was too much going on in this show, and I think moving forward they really need to consider stop doing this six episode thing. Mm. Like Wandavision benefited from ten episodes. Did the finale of Wandavision? Hit well, like it should have no but uh most of the things were resolved i want to say wandavision did some of the same stuff and the issue i've seen they take their time in the early episodes right they're real slow pacing and then all of a sudden you get to this last episode that's like and you're trying to tie up 30 loose ends that you built over the course of like the first three or three episodes of wandavision could have been one episode Exactly. I think that was the issue with WandaVision was it started off slow paced, but the first three episodes didn't really, I mean, in really the long the run, it kind of, it meant something, but it didn't build anything story-wise. Right. There were no plots developing. It was just, oh, hey, there's this wacky show that um, imitates shows from different decades. And like three, four episodes in, is where we start getting the serious stuff. So right. it's kind of like a six episode thing anyway. But uh like Loki for instance, um Loki resolved things pretty quickly, but I tell people all the time, 
I know people have Loki rated highly, but I don't because the first three episodes were like a snore fest for me. Like yeah. it, it was boring. It picked up in the second half and that that's just it, it didn't work for me. So um, the Hawkeye season finale. Um, there were obviously some things like I just said, I felt were unnecessary, but for the most part, I would say they, they did a decent job. Um, I yep. know I was getting mixed feelings on the internet, but I liked it. Um, there were some things that I hated, like the post credit scene, the mid credit scene. I absolutely hated it. The, um, the, the Rogers, the musical shit. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah that, <laughs> I absolutely hated that. I um, wanted something else to come out of it. Like, I didn't, I didn't want it to just be the musical. I wanted like yeah, a cameo like, or something like it, it, just the musical I, I didn't need that release that on youtube or something right know? right um that's content you could have done later to promote something or whatever i did like kingpin but i didn't like where they left it off because we know he's not dead why would right. they even they set him up okay let's ask this question and <clears throat> so we i'm sure you've either listened to or already knew that that some what happened is something that happens in the comics Right, he where he gets shot by Echo and he's blinded, which right. makes sense. You have a um, deaf character, mm-hmm. and you're gonna make her villain blind, right? Right. Um, we know that this kingpin is from the Daredevil series. We got spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Spider Man. Well, we don't necessarily know that. We got that Daredevil from the Spider-Man universe. I mean, we got Daredevil in the universe, potentially. We don't know yet that they're... I'm, I'm claiming it. That they're... I hope they're not, to be honest. Really? I don't want them... Like, you don't want their history to matter, or you don't want them to be the same characters? I don't want them to... That's the same thing, actually. <laughs> that That's the same thing. <laughs> okay. I don't want that history from the Netflix series. I just... Okay. I want this to be these guys are reprising like roles that yeah, like okay. do your own thing with it. I don't. I want a fresh new slate. Obviously, the people who are interested in the people who recognize these guys, you know most of their past, so some things you don't have to dive into because most of that stuff is from the comics. It's you know you don't have to redo an origin story. Right. Um, but for the most part, I would like a clean slate. I'm fine with that. I guess my point was we've been introduced to Daredevil. Like we know he exists right in the MCU now. So could he be coming along to the Echo series? Um just have all kinds of disabled superheroes and villains running around. I think uh, he could um I think he could pop up or make a cameo or make an appearance. Another reason I say I don't think they're differently the able, I'm sorry. Differently able. <laughs> um Another reason I, I say I don't think they're from the Netflix series is because the Netflix series was fairly grounded mm-hmm. in reality. Daredevil clearly has like his exaggerated powers. Like the Daredevil in the Netflix series was not catching that brick. Yes, <laughs> he was. What? No, he was not. His senses were all off the chain. They're not catching that goddamn brick. He fought Bullseye. Okay. He was wait, dodging Bullseye's darts wait. and whatnot. Wait, what season did he fight Bullseye? Third. I didn't watch season three. Oh, season three was the shit. You gotta, you gotta watch it. Yeah, that. after Defenders, I was just like, I'm dumb. No, after Defenders, I was like, oh <coughs> That's my God. understandable. But then after Luke Cage season two, I was like, yeah, I'm definitely done. Like, 
I had to stick with Luke Cage season two because I got to interview one of the actresses. I needed to be able to talk nice things. No, I watched season two, but after season two, I was done. Yeah, that was uh, it was it was a rough experience. But Daredevil season three is like some of the most epic. It might be my favorite comic book series season ever. Oh wow! And I'm, it pissed me off that 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 it had to get canceled. That says a lot because wow. Agents of Shield is a thing. <clears throat> yeah, Bullseye was oh my god. Like Bullseye versus Daredevil was the shit. Okay, maybe I, I I gotta check it out. Like it was it was they did it Bullseye amazingly. I loved it. Well, also Kingpin was not like in the Netflix series. I think he had he wore like a lot of vest or armor stuff. Like yeah, he under, was yeah big boss. Yeah, he's bigger in this physically. And mm. Let's dude, talk about that. Dude got hit by a car. Um, blown up by arrows, shot, shot by with arrow. an arrow in, the, in chest, the chest, and didn't feel it. <laughs> didn't didn't even phase him, like so. Yeah. So the Midnight Boys had a problem with the fight between Pun- uh, Punisher and not Punisher, Kingpin Kate. and Kate Bishop. How'd you feel about it? I did not mind it. Um, yeah, I, I I didn't mind it. I was fine with it because I didn't think he was trying to hurt her. Yeah, he wasn't. He was just like, it, it was like Thanos. Thanos right. in Infinity War could have killed any of them, right? Majority of them <clears throat> if he wanted to. But he's just like, look, you're in the way. I have a task. I'm trying to get to it. Just get out my way. Exactly. That's what he was doing. That's what Kingpin was doing to Kate. Yeah, like they were all. He should have been more brutal. It's like what? No, why? Why would he why? beat the shit out of his little girl? <laughs> like what? What purpose does that serve? Right, like he didn't see her as a threat, so he was just doing enough to get her off of him, and she just kept getting up. Um, and then he underestimated her, basically. Um, what was the fight they were trying to compare it to? Because I felt like it was the same thing. Um, oh, Spider Man and Doctor Strange. Like if Doctor Strange oh, wanted yeah. to do damage to Spider Man, he could have done, done damage, but he wasn't. He was just trying to get him out of the way. Um, so I hate when they oh he wouldn't have done this or he would have beat the, the, the Kingpin was not trying to kill the little girl at all so maybe next time they run into each other he won't take her as lightly but in this scenario he was just trying to get her out of the way I was fine with how they handled it I feel like he showed how strong he was and how how formidable he was that's all this fight was for right and then with Echo he wasn't trying to hurt her because he looked at her like a daughter niece figure. He, I would have. I wish this season was longer, because I would have liked to see a Hawkeye and Kingpin fight. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, even if it was just like he caught him in an alley at the end of an episode type of thing. Like, no, nah, I, I I need a like real confrontation. <laughs> I don't need no. Oh, I caught you slipping. Where you going? No, nah, I don't need that. <laughs> Yeah, there was a lot of, I don't want to say missed opportunities, but there was a lot of like potential for things that we didn't get. Mm-hmm. And you ha- it makes you wonder, like, are they looking at a second season, saving some stuff? Um, obviously, they want to save some stuff for the Echo series. I feel like we, we didn't get enough of her backstory mm-hmm. at the end. We got a lot of it at the beginning. And then by the end, it was just like, all right, hey, we'll finish this plot point. Uh, like, what was her, they pointed out, like, what was her relationship with Kazi? And yeah, that was forced. Like exactly. Like were they dating? Like or were they brother and sister? I like, couldn't tell the, by the end. The whole season finale where they were having that heart to heart, and I guess she had to kill him. 
Oh my God, KP. Uh, where they, where they were, where she had to kill him. I'm just like, I feel nothing. I felt nothing because you're that, a full ten seconds ahead of me. Go ahead. Oh damn, that um, that relationship wasn't necessarily built up. Right, like, they didn't they, give us enough. Yeah, they didn't make me care. So they got close. But they didn't go far enough. Like I needed to see them like laid up together, or like see them as kids growing up together. Give me something to let me know how deep this bond is. Like I understand wanting to do six episodes because they probably want to get the they don't they did like five this year. You, you can't keep doing ten because that's shows like, you mean. Yeah, that's why okay. the shows. Uh, you can't keep going ten episodes because you probably wouldn't be able to put out as many shows that you like as right. you like, and you don't want them that close together. You want a gap in between. I get that, but even if you have to put out three shows a year, uh, the six episode thing is not going to work. No, not at all. Especially like, like, I, like I said, with the pacing, they just—it's—it's it's not enough. Eight is probably a good number if like you don't do forward, what you did with Wandavision. We have three brand new characters being introduced next year in Disney Plus shows: Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, and She-Hulk. There's no way. We have to get more than six episodes. I was going to say, do we know how many episodes those are going to be yet? Yeah, we don't know yet, as far as I know. Let me see. I'm looking at Moon Knight right now. Six episodes. That's disappointing. Moon Knight. Is, we'll, is that confirmed? Yeah, it, it only shows six episodes on the list. Um, when she is Hulk coming is, out, though? She-Hulk is ten episodes. <clears throat> when is Moon Knight coming out? It looked like March. Let me uh, double check this. Uh, they don't have an official date for She-Hulk. Doesn't look like. Let me go back to Moon Knight. Where did I see Mark? Oh, I just saw Mark Spector. <laughs> Not March. Uh, let's see. They don't have a date for Moon Knight either. And what was the other one? Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. Six episodes. So yeah, all three of them. Well, so She Hulk says ten episodes. So maybe they have some idea, but like, how are you introducing a full new character? Like these, even the, the characters we had, we know a lot of their backstories. We don't need a lot of extra filler. But these characters are coming out of nowhere. Six episodes is not enough, unless they're an yeah. hour long each. Like the thing they did with Kate, <clears throat> which was smart, was you know, you showed in the first episode. Okay, she was inspired by Hawkeye to become right. a harsher. You show everything she did in the credits and now you have her and Hawkeye together. So right. it's not only a new character that we're learning, but there's a familiar face as well. Exactly. Granted, you kind of have that in She-Hulk because Mark Ruffalo is going to be in it. Mm-hmm. But maybe they have something planned for that where they need 10 episodes. But as far as Miss Marvel and Moon Knight goes... Yeah, that's my boy Frank. It's, it's going to be a hard sell for six episodes, but we'll see. Yeah, that's that's disappointing, actually, now that I'm looking at it. Um let me check something real quick. I had to look at these. How does Frank only have six points? I just saw him hit two threes. And I know he had points before that. This can't be updated. Alright. Anyway, um anything else we need to hit? I feel like we are over an hour. I could accidentally stay out here for another thirty five minutes. <laughs> definitely over an hour uh we started at 11 and i don't don't think we took more than 10 minutes worth of breaks the white power has 22 points 
yeah. Um, Dwight tried to keep his job. I don't think he has to try to do that. <laughs> but still, a lot of people will call it for his neck. Not facts. Um, it's a lot of sugar glider tweets. Hey, we, hey, spreading the word. Hey, we just sitting on here quiet. You know you're still recording, right? And that's it, folks. Peace. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird recording during the game. Uh, I'm going to try to get this edited and out tonight. I might get this out tonight. I don't think it's going to be a ton of editing. The, the internet did me right. It's 12 a.m., brother. Um, I, I'm usually up till 1 anyway, at least. Oh, wow. Usually 2, really, but I pretend 1. Uh so yeah, I'll probably try to get this out tonight. All right. Uh, check out the GOAT series. GOAT series is live. Um, y'all did right by the first two episodes. The third one is out. Uh, we're going to get in more detail in these next couple. I'm trying to figure out ways to make it more engaging as I go. Because like sitting on there reading 10, 10 people straight <laughs> is, is rough. Like I almost <clears throat> ran out of oxygen last time so i might need to get a soundboard or something going i don't know as long as there's no goat sound i don't care the goat sound is gone the transition i think works the remix so um oh god all right anyway all right folks um i could like i said i could accidentally stay on here for 35 minutes because this game is still on but uh catch y'all next time peace peace I just realized something. You gotta say it. That's the first time I've had to read that since I've had a gambling <laughs> problem. <laughs> and you still didn't say it. You still gotta say what I under gambling. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> oh man. That is funny. I just realized that too. Oh man. Whew.